Well, good morning, Citygate Church and all of our guests again online this week. I'd just like to begin with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you that you are a good God. You're a God of life, you're a God of authority, and you're a God of faith. And Father, we thank you now, Lord, for your spirit alive in us. And Father, as we come before your word now, we thank you that you will speak to us. Thank you for giving us a hearing heart. And Father, we thank you, God, that today faith is going to arise and understanding and insight is going to grow in our lives. And Father, we thank you for it. Amen. If we can turn, please, in the Bible to um, a favourite passage of Scripture of mine. I love this passage. Every time I open it up, it just explodes on the inside of me. Uh, you know, I first read this many years ago and it always inspires me. That is uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and we're going to read just four verses, verses 3 to 7. It says this, I thank my God. It's always good to start everything we do with a thankful heart. Even here, he's beginning an epistle. You know, um, he's sending to his, his son in the faith and he starts by saying, I thank Almighty God. And I want to encourage you today that every day, let's start with a thankful heart. The Bible says in all things, give thanks. Um, so it's important that that is an attitude of our heart today. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. And I greatly desire to see you. I remember your tears that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, Timothy, which first dwelt in your grandmother and also in your mother, and I'm persuaded lives in you as well. You know, faith is something that is alive. He says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind or self-control. Today I want to speak to us on you've got what it takes. You know, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, something amazing happens on the inside. For me, that was October the 8th, uh, how many years ago? 35 years ago. And, you know, something happened on the inside. It wasn't just a person who became religious. It wasn't just a turning over of a brand new leaf. It was a whole new life on the inside was invested in me by the life of the Holy Spirit. And at the time that happens, everything changes. How we think begins to change, how we live begins to change, but it's the spirit on the inside which begins to change because the spirit of faith is put on the inside. And the Bible says the just shall live by that spirit of faith. So today as we go through just a few points here, it's from a spirit of faith on the inside of us that God has given us. I love this passage where Paul is stirring Timothy to go for it. And that's something that I believe we all want to encourage each other with, even though, you know, we're going through quite a crisis at the moment in the nation and around the world. We still have something on the inside, and I believe God wants to say to us this morning, he, you know, he wants to say, arise and go for it. You've got what it takes to go through whatever circumstances are facing us at this time. Elsewhere in this, um, you know, he stirs up Timothy to pray. 
He stirs up Timothy about standing strong in the grace of God elsewhere in this epistle. And he stirs up Timothy to be a good soldier and to endure times of hardship. So there's a whole load of stuff in the book of 2 Timothy and I'd encourage you this week to read the whole book. There's about actually 25 things that are instructions there for Timothy which would be great for us all to take to heart. But he begins this epistle with something so very, very important. And so I just want to bring out four or five points today just very quickly but I, I believe they're going to encourage us and strengthen us for the coming few days. First of all, and I've already said this, let's be a people of thankfulness. Let's be a person of thankfulness. The Bible says in everything, give thanks to God. And if you have a good attitude towards God and a right understanding about who God is, then of course it's easy to be thankful. If we see God as a good God, we can say, God, you're so good, thank you for being good to me. If we see God as our healer, then we can thank him for saying, Father, we thank you that you are Jehovah Rafika, the Lord my healer. Thank you for keeping me well and keeping me safe. And it's important as we remember these things that we are praying for all those on the front line, NHS and the private um, hospitals, that we really pray and thank God for keeping them healthy and, and you know, protected at this time. But thankfulness is such an important thing in our lives. It really, I believe, settles down our spirit and settles down our emotions. To be thankful to God means we see him as he is. We see him as the one with all authority and we can thank him for having all authority. We see him as a God who answers prayer so we can start every prayer time saying, thank you Lord that I know you hear me and if you hear me then I, I absolutely believe that, that in your word it says you will answer every prayer I pray in, of course, in you know, his um plans come to pass. It's not just everything we want, but his, as we pray, God answers prayer and we can have a great confidence in that. So thankfulness is really, really important. And the Bible says, in all things give thanks. Not for all things, but in all things. Perhaps you're in a situation today and you're thinking, well, I can't you know, thank God for that. But you can thank God for who he is and how he's strengthening our lives at this time. Our second point today is that he says here to Timothy, I thank God and I remember that you have genuine faith on the inside of you, Timothy. I love things that are genuine. I don't like fake things. I like things that are authentic, things that are created and they're not just a copy. And here he says, you have genuine faith on the inside of you, Timothy. What is that genuine faith? Well, it's actually the same faith that is used elsewhere in God's word, where, you know, Hebrews chapter 11 in the Bible is the great hall of fame where faith is concerned. And it says, through faith, somebody did that. And through faith, somebody did that. And through faith, people did this. And through faith, people did that. And faith works. And that's the genuine faith that this man had. Obviously, he didn't always feel like he had faith. You know, even here, um, 
it says that he was crying a little bit and he was upset about some stuff and he was insecure about some things and perhaps intimidated by some things. But even through all of that, he still had the spirit of faith on the inside of him. And I want to encourage you today that it doesn't matter how you feel, it doesn't matter what's going on around you, you have a spirit of faith on the inside of you which is the real deal. It will do what God says it will do. And you know what faith will do? Faith will move every mountain. That's what it, it clearly says in God's Word. The Bible says faith is like a, sh- a shield that will quench every fiery dart that the enemy sends you know, towards us. That could be a word, it could be a feeling, it could be a sickness. And the Bible says that faith will quench every fiery dart. So we have the spirit of faith. I've already preached myself happy this morning. I love to think about the spirit of faith that I have on the inside of me. It means that even when the storms are raging, faith will take me through. Why? Because God is a God of faith who will fulfill his word every time. How does faith work? Well, I'm not going to you know, do a whole sermon on it today, but faith is something that we believe in our heart and we speak out of our mouth. And I want to encourage you at this time to be speaking God's word, to be speaking the promises of God and to be speaking out tremendous prayers for other people as we serve people, as we help other people, as we, you know, Uh, Pray for other people. Let's be a people of faith who are speaking out the promises of God. From this passage, the third thing that I want to bring to us today is this. And this is really important and it's something that we um, grow and develop over a period of time. But I believe wholeheartedly that we are to live life from the gifts that Almighty God has put on the inside of us. Every Every person is unique. Everyone has a gift from God on the inside, which actually means that we are a gift to the world around us. You know what? Because you and I are in the world, then the world is a better place. Because everybody's in the world, the world's a better place. Everybody has something to give which makes the whole thing operate together extremely well. That's how God um, has ordained it to be. You see, God gives us good gifts. He puts something on the inside. Perhaps you've got a particular gifting in this area and I've got a gifting in that area. Isn't it good that we're not all the same? Isn't it good that we're not all doing the same thing the same way? You know, I've been, um, I've been a husband now um, to, my, to my fantastic wife, Sharon. She's got so much grace. Um, I've been married now for 33 years and I'm so glad that we're so different. You know, I've got individual gifts inside of me and Sharon has got, you know, completely opposite gifts on the inside of her. And as those gifts come out, then everything can work together extremely well. And Paul was saying here, I want you to stir up that um, gift that is on the inside of you, to stir it up. I don't know about you, but it's very easy for me to just begin to do life the same old, same old. Get into the same routine. Just live life out of habit. And it's good to have habits. It's really good, you know, to have, you know, a good um, strategy in your life, a good steadfast step-by-step in our lives. But I believe there are also times to stir up something on the inside and say, you know what, I'm going to a whole new level. I'm going to stir something up on the inside and I'm going to develop that thing which God has given me. I believe actually in times of crisis that a spirit of um, creativity can develop. 
at a time when, you know, things perhaps get a little bit hard, then something can come out from the inside that, you know, perhaps we didn't even know was in there. But as we think, wow, where did that come from? You know, I believe that it's as we're under pressure that our gold can be refined and our excellence can come out. So I want to encourage you at this time, with all the pressure on in life, with all the, all the stuff that's happening around us, let's not be squashed down, but let's rise up. Let's allow that spirit of faith and, the, and that incredible gift that you are and the gift that Almighty God has put on the inside is stirred up at this time. You know, perhaps you found yourself with some more time on your hands. Well, it's a good time to invest into yourself to strengthen that gift. You know, I, I took home with me from the office um, a pile of books to read yesterday. I'm not really a great, you know, person to get into books. I tend to hear things. I'm more of an audio, you know, type of a person. But I've taken home a stack of books that I want to get through in the next few weeks. Why? Because I want to stir up the gift that is on the inside of me at this time. And I'm... I'm going to encourage everybody to stir up the gift of God that is on the inside. In fact, it's a good thing to say out of your mouth this week, I stir up the gift of God that is in me through the Spirit of God that is in me. So let's stir up the gift. And it's important as we do stir up the gift that we use the gift that God has given us. Again, it's just so easy for life, you know, to contain us, you know, the, you know, perhaps we just do the, you know, the same old, same old, and it's just, you know, every day is the same as the day before. But I want to encourage you, just like I do with so many people, as you hear the word, act on the word within the next 24 hours, and then actually significantly act on the word within seven days, because then you sort of cement it on the inside. Don't just say, well, that's a good preach, or that's a good encouragement. Let's act on the word of God. So I want to encourage us, again, I'm doing a whole lot of encouraging this week, but I want to encourage us to act on the on that spirit that God's put on the inside of us to actually um, operate in the gift that God has given to us. Actually stir it up and, and you know, help somebody with that gift or invest in somebody else with that gift because there is a gift on the inside. So stir up the gift. The first point today was to be thankful in all things. A second point was we have a spirit of faith on the inside of us which is invincible and unshakable. And the third point today was let's live life from the gifts that God has invested on the inside of us. Actually, just thinking about that again, perhaps it's time to you know, discover the gift. You know, so many people I've heard say, I don't know what God has for me. Well, it isn't overly difficult. It's really saying, well, you know, the things on the inside of me that I enjoy, that I'm, you know, other people perhaps say, you're really good at that. Perhaps that helps you to identify the gift that you are on the inside. But the fourth thing today is, I believe, really important for this season, but it's important for every season, and that is this. That the Bible says we do not have a spirit of fear. We have to understand fear is a spirit. I'm not just talking about, you know, a demonic spirit or something like that, but it's a, it's a whole experience, it's a whole attitude, it's a whole, um, you know, people live in fear. It's that spirit of fear that grips their lives, which intimidates them, which restricts them. 
And I'm so glad that the Bible says, God has not given me a spirit of fear. Well, if he hasn't given me one, then I'm not going to receive one. I refuse to operate in a spirit of fear. Fear often comes and it knocks on the door, as we heard the other week from Pastor Sally, and it, and it knocks at the door saying, I want to come in and live here. I want to live in your emotions. I want to operate through your decisions. But it's important today that we make a quality decision that says, God has not given me a spirit of fear and I refuse to operate in a spirit of fear. Often it's right in the in the centre of an issue, a problem, where perhaps a thought will come in that says, you know, I can't do this, or it's all going to go wrong, or perhaps everything's going to, you know, fall apart, or whatever it is. All sorts of fears operating in the world today. Of course, there are the fears of this and the fears of that, fears of the dark, fear of spiders, fear of all sorts of fears. But it isn't only just something about a specific fear. Fear will cause us to operate in a way that is, that is opposite to how the spirit of faith will operate. And as we've already heard today, that, you know, I want to operate in a spirit of faith. I want to speak by faith, live by faith, all sorts of things. And I don't want fear to be operating through my life. I want to ask you today, is there, are there things that you're particularly fearful of? Well, I believe that God can set us free from a spirit of fear. You know, it clearly says here, you haven't been given a spirit of fear. And here he's speaking to a guy who's just picked up the Ephesian church. And he's a young man in the faith. And he, you know, he's got so much responsibility. And, you know, he's taken over from the Apostle Paul. I mean, can you imagine it? And here's this a guy here and he's just trying to learn and just trying to get it right. And he's trying to, you know, operate in the church to... Um, grow the church, perhaps to learn how to preach. I don't know what's going on with Timothy. And it was important for him to say, you know what, I'm not going to operate in a spirit of fear. I'm going to walk by faith in my life. I want to ask you, is there something specific that you are afraid of? Well, I absolutely believe there is a um, promise in God's word for every situation. Perhaps today you're fearful of sickness. Sickness is very real and it's obviously causing absolute havoc across the world today. But I want to encourage you today that the Bible says, by his stripes you were healed. And that word can bring faith where, you know, perhaps the reports and the news and what's happening else would want to bring in fear. And we can stand against the spirit of fear through the spirit of faith. Point I want to to bring now, which is our fifth point today, is that we don't have a spirit of fear, but there's something that we do have. And it's important to, to operate, as God's Word says, from the things that He has put on the inside. We've already seen we have to stir up the gift. But let's see specifically some things that Almighty God has put on the inside of us. The first thing the Bible says He's given us is this. He has given us a spirit of power. A spirit of power. I believe our God is a powerful God and he's a supernatural God. It does say in God's word that, you know, in the end times, I don't know when those are, perhaps they're now, perhaps they're not, but in the end times, there will be a, you know, a part of the church that will have a form of a godly attitude and a, you know, a, a style that, you know, a sort of holiness in their lives, but it says they deny the power of God. I 
absolutely believe that our God is all-powerful, that there isn't anything too hard for him. The Bible says that with our God, all things are possible, and all things are possible for he who believes as well. We have a spirit of incredible power on the inside. It's spiritual power, not just emotional strength or the ability to make good decisions. This is a spirit of power, and it's supernatural power. You know, I believe that, you know, in crises like this, that Almighty God wants to show himself strong on our behalf. And that's going to take some supernatural power. Of course, God will encourage us. Of course, his word is an anchor to our soul. Hope is an anchor to our soul. And it's good to, you know, to be unshakable and to stand. But I believe God wants to show himself strong and actually do some supernatural things. We've just done a series in Citygate on Elijah. And we talked about how, you know, our God did amazing things as Elijah believed him. You know, Elijah was able to raise the dead. He was able to be provided for and to provide for others. The most amazing things happen because our God is a supernatural God. And we don't ignore the facts. We absolutely face the facts. But in the middle of the facts, we have a supernatural God. And he's put some supernatural power on the inside of us. I believe it's power to live life to the full. I believe it's power to resist the enemy wherever he wants to show his head. You know, the Bible says it's quite aggressive language, but it says we are to put our feet on the neck of every enemy. And of course, that's not people, but it is things that want to intimidate us. And we've got to know that through a spirit of power and through that spirit of faith, we can put our foot on the neck of every circumstance and we can come out in the victory. I believe he gives us power to keep on going step by step and we can run and we can even fly, the Bible says, through the power of God that we have on the inside of us and we have the power to fight and to win through every battle. I've encouraged myself today. So we are to live life from the gifts on the inside. It's not a spirit of fear, but firstly, it is a spirit of power. And it's also, number six today, we have a spirit of love. We have a spirit of love, a spirit of compassion. It's empathy. It's understanding other people and the things they're going through. It's being able to identify with them and to care for other people. You know, as I go through the Gospels, which really speak about the life of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, time and time again, it says this, you know, verse after verse, he had compassion and he said, or he had compassion and he healed somebody. Or other places it says he had compassion over the whole city of Jerusalem and he prayed for them. Another part it says he had compassion and he cast out an evil spirit that had been destroying somebody's lives. You know, compassion is such a powerful thing. And I'm sure we can all understand this, that, that our world needs compassion at this time. If there's anything that our church should be to the world around us, it's a place of compassion. It's a place of empathy. Where people don't know where to go, then Almighty God cares. Where people are confused, our God loves them. Where people don't know how to respond or, or, or you know, how to live, how to go through this crisis, and perhaps their emotions are all over the place. Well, the compassion of God is such a powerful thing. I thank God every day for His love in my life. 
It actually says in God's word that his love has been already poured into my heart by the Holy Spirit. That happens when you give your life to Jesus Christ. I very rarely pray a prayer like if ever really, oh Lord, let your love fill me again. Because the Bible says he's already filled us with his love. It's our prayer that God, let your love explode out of my life. Let your love, you know, just absolutely pour out to the people around me. Let me understand your love again. Let it, let it impact my life again. Thank you for your love which fills me today. And you know what the Bible says? That love will cast out all fear. You see, we don't have a spirit of fear, which is fantastic, but his love will also cast out any fear that even tries to get anywhere near us. As we spend time understanding God's love and thanking him for his love and stirring up, let's stir up that spirit of power, but let's stir up this compassion and this love on the inside of us. It says a whole load about God's love in the Bible because God is love. He is love. If you were able to cut God in half, all you'd find on the inside is love and compassion for the world that he's created. Love always trusts, God's word says. I know we covered a little bit of that last week about how we're to trust God in all things, but love will trust. Love forgives other people even when they do you wrong, even when they treat you in a bad way, even when they put you down, even when they criticise you, even when they act in a way that really upsets you. You know what? That love that we stir up today will always forgive. As we're spending time at home at the moment, you know what? Families isolated, people together, you know, all this stuff going on, then I'm sure we all need forgiveness right now. And I want to encourage us today, love will always forgive. Love will strengthen us to be able to go through any situation like that. What else does love do? Love always believes. As we stir up God's love on the inside of us, then it's easier to believe God because we understand that God gives good gifts to his um, children and that when he promises a thing, his word will always come to pass. The Bible says love casts out fear and one of my favourites, love will never fail. Isn't that good? Love never fails. When we stir up love on the inside, we know we're on the winning side. As we close today, the last thing that I, I would like to say today is that as we stir up the spirit of power, as we stir up the spirit of love on the inside, we also have, the Bible says, a spirit of a sound mind. That's where the battle is. That's where everything operates from. It comes out of the heart but goes through the mind. And our mind, our self-control is vitally important for how we live our lives. What are the thoughts that are going on inside your head? What you know, do you allow to operate in your mind? You can see something and it can cause a whole load of thoughts. You can hear something and it can cause a whole load of thoughts. Well, I want to encourage us today that we have a spirit of self-control in our mind. And it actually says in God's word that I'm to take captive every thought that goes through my mind. I want to think in line with God's word. I want to think in line with the goodness of God. I want to think in line with the promises of God. I want to think in line with the thankfulness of God. You know, as I go through my daily life, especially at this time, I see my mind is not a football for the devil to kick around, but it's something strong. It's something unshakable where I want to be thinking the thoughts of God. Are there thoughts trying to invade your mind right now? 
Are there concerns? You know, even the Lord Jesus Christ said, do not worry about anything, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, giving thanks to God. He said, don't worry about anything. That all happens in the mind. So let's put a, a, a helmet on our head this week because God's given us a spirit of a sound um, mind and self-control. I don't want thought bombs exploding in my head. I want to think on things that are pure, things that are of a good report, things that come from God's Word. I want to remove the wrong thoughts out of my mind and I want to put into my mind the good thoughts. How do I do that? Well, the greatest way to put good thoughts in your mind is to speak to yourself. I know people say that's the first sign of madness, but it's really not. It's the first sign of having a sound mind that we learn how to put good thoughts into our mind. I hope you've enjoyed today's message where we've encouraged each other to, to stir up those gifts on the inside and to live by faith. But, but all of this comes from one place. It doesn't come from a place of, I'm going to be strong in myself. It comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour of the world. But I want to ask you, friend, do you know Him as your Lord and Saviour? Have you given your life to Him? I said at the beginning of the message, I gave my life to Jesus Christ, you know, 35 years ago. And it's been every day, it's been an, an exciting adventure to discover who He is more and more and to, and to give my life to Him more and more. It's not just a single event. But I want to ask you, friend, today, have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Is He your Saviour? Is He your Lord? Is He king of your life? Is He your boss? Is he, you know, is he the one that you turn to? Is He the one that you speak to every day? He loves you, my friend. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, whatever your circumstances, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, what religion you believe in, it doesn't matter all of those things. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? I want to give you an opportunity now to give your life to Jesus. It would be great if that's you, that you would pray this prayer after me. It's a similar prayer that I prayed 35 years ago when I gave my life to Jesus. Let's pray. You say this after me. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. I thank you that you sent your Son to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross and being raised from the dead. I ask you to come into my life. I receive you as my Lord, as my Saviour, and as my friend. And from this day on, I will never be the same again. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer today, I believe that you've given your life to Jesus and that something fantastic has happened. The Spirit of God has come into your life and given you a brand new start. I'm going to close now. But if you have given your life to Jesus, we would love to hear from you and there will be more instructions about that. Have a great week and God bless you and stay safe.